Oh my god. How cool. I love that. So exciting. Wow. Hi, I'm Pip and this is Jumbled Loves a Chat. Amazing. Love that it. Is stunning. That is like so flipping true. Come and get your coffee. <laughs> Cheers to that. Today's guest is a very, very, very big friend of the Jumble Gang, Julia Green of Greenhouse Interiors. Julia's path to becoming one of Australia's leading and most published interior stylists is so fascinating and you will not believe some of the stories she has to tell you today. Not only is she a total pro at what she does, but her enthusiasm is contagious. She is hilarious mm -hmm. and we literally laugh our way around the world when we get together for our Morocco trips. So thanks for being on the podcast, Julia. And do we really need another excuse to have a champagne? Any excuse yeah. is a good excuse cheers, for Bubbles, Pip. <laughs> thanks for having me. Awesome to be here. Now let's start from the beginning. Were you as energetic as a child? Oh yes, I definitely was. So when I was two, I actually this is my earliest childhood memory. My From mother, two. yeah, two, I think I might have been two and a half. Yeah. Maybe I was nearly three, but hey, let's not, you know, ruin a good story a good with story. the truth. Uh, but yeah, Mum bought me this pair of underpants that said, "I am a busybody." <laughs> and I wore them every day. I wouldn't take them off. She's like, "No, once you wear a pair of underpants, you must take them off." And we put them in the wash. And I'm like. No, I'm busy. Yeah. I'm a busybody, Mum. So, yeah, I had ants in my pants from the time I came out, apparently, and nothing's ever changed. I mean, you, your DNA just is what it is, right? Totally. So, yeah, totally. I'm not going to fight it. And you have, like your mum, you have the best stories about her. Did you, um, did you think she was a cool mum growing up? Oh, my mum was always the cool mum. So, yeah. but like super embarrassingly cool. Like we go to school... And I remember one time um, she had to collect me early and she came to the classroom and I would have been in about year seven or eight. And she turned up in like electric blue leather hot pants. Amazing. And like a pink silk shirt and high heels oh. with like her Olivia Newton-John, you know, crazy hair. And the door opened and it's like everyone just went, <gasps> and all of a sudden the boys were like, oh my God, your sister's hot. And I'm like, that's revolting. That's my mother. Oh, that's but so like cool. back then I was almost embarrassed at how cool she was. Yeah. And it wasn't really until, like I always loved her and was secretly so proud that that was my cool mum. But yeah, as the time went on, I'm like, no, I really just do have the coolest mum ever. Oh, this is so yeah. funny. And she's still super cool. Like whenever she walks oh. into a room, everyone still goes. Honestly, <gasps> they really do. Yeah. She's got that aura about her. Wherever she goes, she just attracts people like it's quite crazy. I know it's really quite funny. I remember when we took her to Morocco, Pip, and um, watching her flanked by her two best friends either side. It was like an apparition coming through the desert. It was like yeah. sex in the city every in morning, Morocco. Every morning, like breakfast. fully dolled up with a face full of makeup. Yeah. And we're in the middle of the bloody desert. I know. <laughs> but pure, that's my mum. She's just, yeah, she's just gorgeous inside and out. And I'm very, very lucky. Yeah. And when you were younger, what did you want to be? When you were growing up? Everyone told me I'd be a teacher. So I assumed that's what I'd be. Because, you know, when you're told uh -huh. things enough times, you just say, that's what I will be when I grow up. And I used to have like a blackboard painted in my bedroom and I'd 
teach everyone in the street like how to you know what what's the capital city of Italy you know and I used to just throw random questions at them and until they got it all right they weren't allowed to leave the room so I was quite a strict teacher at the age of eight yeah yeah it's so funny because you do do workshops and things like that so you sort of gone a little bit down that yeah yeah I was always um, the kind of kid that could I loved to take the underdogs under my wing and really make them shine and I did it my whole school years like I'd always take the kid that failed maths and go come home with me I'll teach you this is fine you can do it so I guess there's something in me that just wants to see people be the best they can be and it's funny how that's actually become a trait all through my career even in my strange career changes yes so that brings us to when you you left school and you ended up becoming a professional drug dealer I did how did did that happen oh look a strange little situation there because after after school, I went to uni with the intent to be a lawyer. And a lawyer? I, so you went from yes. teacher to lawyer? Yeah. You well, always I, tell me you were quite smart. I wasn't really. So. I think I might just tell you that because <laughs> I don't think I want the rest of the world to hear that I'm telling you I'm smart. <laughs> but um, I was reasonably clever, but I, had, I was one of those kids that had to try yeah. hard to be there. So I was quite yeah. diligent and, you know, yeah. really put my head down. Uh, very conscientious, but um, I got so I started an arts degree with the view that you could I could study law, so finish that or do a dip ed at the end and teach. Yeah. But literally halfway through all of that, I just was so sick of being a poor student, and I literally opened up the paper one day and there was a job that said, "Would you like a car and a lot of money?" And I went, "Yes, I want that job." And I didn't really even understand what the job was, but I rang. They went, "Yep, come in." And I don't even know how to this day I ended up there, but I got this job as a legal drug dealer. So I was peddling drugs to doctors. And how long did you work in pharmaceuticals for? It's really weird because I had no intention of doing that long term. I really just thought I'd boost the bank balance and go back to uni (laughs) or go for a nice holiday or something. I just needed money in my life. Um, and I ended up staying there for 17 years. Oh so it was goodness. like a time warp. I know. So long. Yeah, and I don't even know But you know probably how. worked your way up as I did well. everything in that time. Yeah. So like literally I was in jobs for a very short time and they'd push me into something else. And I, look, I was quite fortunate because I got to turn my hand to so many things. So I managed people, which I hated, and I still don't like it. Yeah, it's not tricky. My, not my bag. I was a terrible manager. Um, but I was really good at selling. So I yes. used to get all the good jobs there and then like, would pr- be promoted to do things like take doctors on conferences to Denmark. and Yeah, amazing. Yeah, and I had really good opportunities with that and had a crack at marketing and all, all sorts of HR, recruitment. And it's funny because each time I'd just go, oh, yeah, I'll try that. You know, none of it ever floated my boat. Like not one of those jobs cranked my tractor at all. Like I used to think, here we go. You know, every time the alarm would go off in the morning, it almost like I'd, you know, drag myself out of bed. It was Groundhog Day. But I didn't know what else to do. And it's like the rest of the world. You get stuck in this rut where you go, is this my lot in life? Like, and, what else is there? And then, so how did you end up becoming a stylist? How oh, well, that... that's another accident because my life's full of accidents, but some of them are quite happy. Um, I tried to sell a couch on eBay. 
Yeah. And it was really ugly too. I was about to say, was it a lovely camp? No, it really wasn't, which is so interesting how, like, that's how it started. Oh, you don't want to know because I'm embarrassed to say. Look, it was just an Ikea thing. It was fine. Nothing nothing flash there. Um, Anyway, this guy came to pick up the couch. Why would you buy an Ikea couch Oh, because it was a a fold-out one and if we had guests come to stay. Oh, yeah, no. No, I mean the the person coming to buy it. Oh, he had a holiday house. Oh, right. And he was just looking to furnish the holiday house to like you know um, rent it out yeah so he didn't want to spend a fortune either and and of course I did the most beautiful photo for eBay so I styled this horrible couch up so it looked like it was a million dollar couch hence probably the link you know into styling somewhere along the line and he walked in my house and started to stare at everything and I thought oh my god this guy's not buying a couch he's gonna kill me <laughs> or like he's gonna rob me or yeah, something yeah, horrible yeah. he was he looked really sus the way his eyes were darting around and I just for the record was 10 months pregnant I was due to have a baby that day okay, yeah. yeah so I was a bit protective about the whole situation and then he said oh sorry you must you know I'm sorry to be a nosy Parker I just wondered who you styled for and I said Oh, do you mean like eBay? Because I didn't even know there were shops as a stylist. I'm like, what's that? And he said, no, I just, oh, I just assumed you were a stylist. And I said, oh, no, what do they do? And he said, well, like they do this. They make houses look nice like yours. And I said, oh, that sounds nice. I like the sound of that. And he said, oh, well, you know, you should be one. And I said, oh, well, what do you do? And he handed me his card and it said um, that he was a photographer for Vogue. And I was like, oh, you wow. take photos for that magazine. That's a really good magazine. And he's like, yeah, thanks. And it was just this awkward conversation. Anyway, he said at the end, once we got the couch and his van, you know, if you ever want a job, seriously, give me a ring. You'd be really good at it. And I'm like, okay. So, but I had a baby two hours later, like literally I shut the door on him and, you know, off I went to hospital and Love I didn't it. think yeah, about that yeah. man really ever again until yeah. the alarm went off to get up for work after oh, the maternity yeah. leave ran out. Yeah. And I'm like, I just don't think I can do this. So I said to my husband, I think I might just try something different. And he said, oh, what are you, what are you going to do? I said, I think I'm going to be a stylist. He said, <laughs> oh, that's good. What do they do? And I said, I don't really know yet, but yeah. I'm going to find out. So I rang that man on that card. He had no idea who I was. He'd oh, forgotten. It was awkward, awful, oh, yeah. terrible. But, uh, but bravo look, for ringing. Oh, brave. So brave. And I remember thinking, but what have I got to lose? Like, yeah, seriously, totally. who even needs to know about this conversation yeah. if he just, if I fall flat on my face? Yeah. So I did it. And he said, he was in Italy, so he couldn't do it. But mm. he said, oh, one of my mates is doing a shoot tomorrow and they've just had a stylist pull out. Why don't you do it? And I'm like, okay, sure. And so I turned up in like my beautiful corporate suit and oh, high heels, God. thinking I'd make such a good impression. Uh, like the brief was sent to me that night. I had, it was double what Dutch. What was the shoot? Was it a? It was just a house shoot. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I had no idea what all the words meant. Like you know, play with height and scale and <gasps> soften the edges here. And all I did was bring a big bunch of flowers and hope for the best. Really. Is that all you brought? That's all I brought. Bless, well, actually, good. no. I, I actually, I did read one thing that said something about it needs a new dining table. I'm like, Jesus, where am I going to find one of those? That I doesn't know. fit in my car. So I just had to. It was just the school of hard knocks. I just had to suck it up just wing it the whole way through that day 
And all I did was just tell bad jokes the whole day so that I kept everyone laughing and distracted yes. the fact that I was a terrible stylist. And did you keep the high heels on? No, they came off within okay. seconds. Yeah, Good. literally the moment I walked in the door, I kicked them off like it was all deliberately part of the plan that I'd never planned to wear them all day anyway. No, I've I mean, never I was, seen you ever wear a I don't pair ever. I've never worn them again. Like they've all gone to the selvos. But um, all I did was climb trees all day and pretend like hang fake flowers in trees to pretend it was spring because they had to create a blossom tree. Yeah. I just did the most stupid and things And magazines were kind of really having their heyday then too, That was they? in the heyday. Yeah. Like I'm talking that is a decade ago. Yes. Like, you know, it was before the block. It was before all this interiors explosion. And it really was another whole like creative ball game for yeah. me because I obviously didn't know what I was doing and I just had to make it work. Yeah. I did enough that day, just enough, and I think it's only because they liked me, if I'm truthful, nothing to do with my skill level, uh, that they asked me to come to another one. And then I'd, I picked up my game after yes. that. I was like, okay, get this. I know what I have, have to do Have you seen now. the photos from that oh, first yeah, they're shoot? Not, they're not fabulous. Have you kept them though? Well, no, I haven't kept them oh. actually. No. You should. No, you should. I don't think I should. Just to see how far you've come. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. No, and I might show them to you only. <laughs> yeah. Secret. And what's the craziest thing you've ever had to do on a photo shoot? Oh, every day is a crazy day on a shoot. There's yeah. no, no such day as a normal day. I do remember having to shoot a tropical uh tropical it was it was a tropical range of towels and linen and a lot of it was going to be shot outside yeah and and the the company asked if they could shoot in july in melbourne for this tropical shoot and i'm like oh you're really running a risk there yeah. like it, re it could be really inclement weather like yes. downpour probably deluge you know you, you're asking for trouble and they went no 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 that's all right we'll risk it so i spent the entire day literally outside holding tropical plants above my head outside of pe people's kitchen windows, pretending it was the height of summer. Yes. And like we just had to do tricks all day to pretend it was like 40 degrees and full sun. Yes. And I literally at the end of the day, there was not, I, I was totally drenched like I'd stood in a shower all day. Soggy shoes, oh. wet undies, everything. Yeah. Just And I just squeaked the whole way oh, home in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got home and my husband said, what the hell has happened to you? I'm like, Oh, just another day at the office, yeah. darling, you know, pretending it's summer when it's winter. You, know, you just do the stupid, just most stupid things ever. Yeah, really. so magazine shoots, it's, it's a lot of smoke and mirrors, it's a little bit too. Mirrors, to but be does it, you know, everyone's trying to achieve these mag worthy homes. Is it, are we worth bothering? Like, should we be trying or is it just, is so much photoshopped and. No, I mean. Or just. Look, it's not all niche. Photoshop. There's definitely smoke and mirrors, you know. Like I do stand on chairs and hold lights in above dining tables and then I'm Photoshopped out later and you would think that that pendant light had lived there all its life. But doesn't mean the houses are completely, uh, you know, smoke and mirrors. Like there no. are certain genuine elements and, you know, we try and focus on all the beautiful architecture and, you know, it's not just, you know, the pretties, but... My advice to anyone that reads a magazine is just to use it as a resource. It's not how we live. You know, if you're putting your best foot forward that day of a shoot. Yeah. You know, when you wake up and your undies are on the floor and, you know, there's just, it's like, well, my house anyway, it's like a tsunami at the best of times. Mm. Obviously, I'm, I'm not going to shoot a house that's had a tsunami go through it. No, no. no. So everything is put away. Everything's clean. But it's funny because we, we put it all away and then we mess it up again and we, we almost create this like deconstructed mess to pretend that people have lived there. Yes, like and the then, shoes. 
yeah, placed yeah, out near the book and the coffee placed, cup. Exactly. Yeah. And then you put it all away again. So you pretty much unpack a house, pack a house, unpack a house, pack a house, maybe two to three times in a day and pretend that's normal. So that's yeah. the smoke and mirrors part that people don't see. Yes. And it's aspirational. And that's the word yes. to remember. Yeah. You don't live yeah. like that, but there are parts of it that you might look at and go, I just love that particular drape in that room and that would really look amazing in my space. Agree. And you take that. You yeah. don't take the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. That's good. <laughs> I remember I had to, when you came to shoot my house, I moved my kids out two days before because <laughs> I just wanted it to be clean and perfect. And oh, they were, that's so They funny. were mucking it up left, right and centre. That's so funny. And so how did your business greenhouse interiors come about? Well, obviously started out as styling and I've always loved writing. So I started to think, okay, maybe if I'm shooting a house, I could ask to write the house story. So that's how it sort of began at the, at the very inception. But then I worked out in the styling part that there were all these gaps in people's homes. Like it wasn't about just bringing florals or beautiful blooms. Yeah. It was about like, oh, they need new bed linen. Oh, they've got four walls with no art on it and I really need to fill them. So in all of the sourcing uh, activities that I'd undertake, you know, I'd start to think when I'd find things, oh my God, that's so beautiful. And I'd find things that like nobody else knew about. And so I'd ring the artist and say, look, I'm just letting you know, I've shot this piece of art of yours. You'll be credited in the magazine. It's amazing. Where do you sell it? I don't. Oh, well, you should. And so yeah. my sales hat from probably my, my drug pushing all kicked into gear. And I'm like, this is crazy. I should really start selling all of this stuff because it's just a, a total winner. If I'm shooting it and then I get to sell it, I've got the beautiful images. It's just going to help promote it. And I'll be able to get all these amazing uh, emerging people off the ground with like the best start to their career. So that's how it began. And I literally literally started with three artists only. Oh. Yeah, And I used to pack all their stuff in my boot, just like I used to pack the drugs. And off I'd go. <laughs> so I'd be knocking on, literally knocking on the doors of beautiful stores and saying, hi, my name's Julia Green. And I've got all these amazing goodies that I'd like to show you. And so I literally door knocked for the first year and worked out very quickly that um, I was good at it like mm, it worked that yeah. people would just be buying stuff hand over fist so I was like I need more than three brands so here we are now 10 years later and there's 40 of them so yeah yeah, yeah. it's amazing so it how is. it's just kind of evolved and yeah never really like with any kind of sort of deliberate plan no. like I'm not a strategic thinker four years out you know when people say what's what's your plan what's your business plan you know what's your five-year plan oh, I'll have to I'm cross like, that question off oh, the list well, you, can come, you can come back to it if you <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it's no. the, the bottom line is the answer is I don't have a five-year plan yeah, because I yeah. think my my career to date is so fluid and everything yes. just moves yeah. in and out and I'm very opportunistic. Like I'll see something and I'll think, that's a great idea. Mm. I mean, you're like that. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's why you and I get along so well because yeah. we just see things and go, we could do that. Yeah, Let's yeah. do it. And that's the secret to it. You've just got to do it. Yeah. Don't you reckon? Well, to always stay fresh as well. Yes. I feel like you've always got to be giving people new things yes. to be excited by. Absolutely. I, and I think as well, you we want to be excited ourselves with new challenges too, probably. Oh, absolutely. Because we can't keep on our yeah. A game if we're just seeing the same old. I know. Yeah. Groundhog yeah, Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I've always loved the name Greenhouse yes. Interiors because I think Greenhouse, you really nurture um artists yeah. um emerging artists and creatives yeah um was that 
the whole idea behind the name or was that something that just also came about because I always think gosh that's such a smart yeah such a smart name and idea and purpose so smart just another bloody accident (laughs) (laughs) no because I this is a funny story right so my maiden name was salmon so Julia salmon yep so it's a color I know it's a fish which is really sad because I'm allergic to seafood but that's by the by Uh, and then when I met Adam, my husband, and literally we met when we were 16, his name was, his surname was Green. And I'm like, well, that's my favorite color. And I think Julia Green sounds much better than Julia Salmon. So, so I'll funny just hang out with him. two colors. I, I know. Just think it's I know. So for and, the color, and color queen. is my thing, like, yeah. obviously, totally yeah. what, what, you know, what um, is my jam. So um, when, so that was good. I became Julia Green. But when Greenhouse started, it was really just Green oh, is my name. Oh, my God. Okay. You know? So I God, love, I love your clever yes. creation. I'm going to go with that from now I on. Just I'm going to pretend that I made your that name up. was Green. Yeah. No, I'm just going to pretend that I did. Oh, I was that it clever. Was like nurturing from a seed to yeah. a big blossoming. Oh, it is, Pip. Yeah, it's um, so that. It's all about that. Okay, yeah, yeah. well, you're allowed to use that now. <laughs> so you mentioned Mr. Green. Yeah. And he works for you in the business. Oh, he doesn't work for me. We work, definitely I mean, work sorry, together because he won't like together. that. <laughs> sorry, Adam. Sorry, Mr. Green. No, Mr. Green is the boss. And how do, Oh, good. Yeah, oh, he's the boss. He's, yeah, and boss, how does that boy. go working together? Oh, it's challenging. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Because we're married and we've been together since we were 16. So, yeah. you know, like before we... And we're so different as people. Like just... Just chalk and cheese. Love it. Uh, it's just kind of crazy. Sometimes, like, he looks at me like I've got 15 heads, and sometimes I look at him and I think, you know, really? Do you think you can get a pulse? Like, you're <laughs> so laid back and yeah. cruisy, and nothing phases him. He just coasts along in life. Yeah. But, and I'm just so highly strung, not in a, like a, I'm just all over the shop, basically. Yeah. Like, but in, in, in kind a, of, in, in a, kind a nice of a good way. way, in a yeah. nice way. I'm not a nut job. Oh, I am a nut job, but not, not a total nut job. Yeah. Um, but Mr. Green is the opposite, and he's he lives in a world of order. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. And he lives in a world where numbers matter, and I don't understand numbers. Yeah. yeah. I was good at maths at school, and that's like that was algebra. That's very different to saying, do we make money if we sell that for that? Yeah, yeah. He's just very sensible, Mr. Green, and he's very clever. He's got a he's got an MBA in marketing, so he gets he just gets a lot of stuff that I don't. So we are theoretically a great mix because yeah. I'm the creative. The off, yin and the yang. The yin and the yang. You know, I'm off on a tangent. He's always pulling me back in, so that is good. But then you put us together in a room and it's a different story. So, like, you know, he'll be punching away on his computer and I'll be like, Addie, how do I save this document? <laughs> and he's like, when are you going to learn some IT skills? I and I'm know. like, I'm not because I've got you. Yeah. Anyway, and he gets frustrated with me. So look, you know, I'm not going to pretend it's a bed of roses. He wouldn't either. It's just the truth is it's not always easy and we don't always see eye to eye. But for some strange reason, there's a very solid foundation with Mr. Green and I and we've got, in the end, ultimate respect for one another. So that is what holds us together from a business perspective. But yeah, I mean, he probably could have left me 15 times last year. <laughs> And I could have left him too. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) It's a two-way street, Mr. Green. (laughs) Totally, totally. But I love him to bits. He's awesome. Oh, good on, good. We'll tell the boss that. Yeah, tell the boss. And at work, you have a no dickheads policy. Oh, 100%. And I'm glad, I'm so glad that we're friends. You only just scrape through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) What what does that mean for you at work? What's your motto? so many things. Look, it is what it is. Like, I Mm. won't mince my words. You know, I just have no time for dickheads. Mm. The world's full of them, unfortunately. Mm. Like, there are a lot of really good eggs out there too. But 
every day I come across someone that says something that's so stupid. Mm. And I think, what would make you say that? Like my mum brought us up to say, if you've got nothing nice to say, don't say it at all or just be constructive. And so the people that don't have anything constructive to say and are just like, you know, I hate tall poppy. I hate people not getting credit for what they've done. Like I'm really big into crediting assistance for things because I know that's where it all begins and you've got to do the hard yards. I hate people that get on this whole, like all this copycat banter that goes on. I don't know. I'm just a bit over it all, to be honest. And all of the gang that I attract, because, you know, you've got a T-shirt that says your vibe attracts your tribe. Yes. I live by those words because the gang that I've got, we all are like-minded. We're just trying to do the best we can in life, put our best foot forward, be kind, be good people, do the right thing. And you know what? Any breach of that, you're a dickhead. Yeah. yeah? I think everyone probably needed a little bit of your mum in their lives. Oh, best. To tell them maybe that. Julie Ma's the best, yeah. honestly. She's just got the best moral compass of yeah. anyone I know. And your mum is very extraordinary. Yeah, incredible. In her own right. She yeah. only has one leg she now. Has one leg. Yeah. yeah. And she's still Julie Ma, the dancing queen. I know. And she came to gorgeous? Morocco with us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. a real sort of like probably turning point of everything with your business as well, with your whole family life when your mum had her accident. Yeah. Yeah. It really was. It was awful. Like you just wouldn't wish that on your worst enemy. I mean, I'm, I'm, I know I'm very blessed and fortunate that like mum and I are best friends. I know not everybody has that kind of relationship with their mother. And so I'm always mindful of that too, because I don't, Sometimes I don't want to make other people feel bad if they don't have that. But, yeah, we are joined at the hip. And so when I got that phone call, literally at six in the morning that, you know, hi, this is um, such and such surgeon from the hospital. We're just letting you know your mum's in a, um, you know, in a chopper. She's being airlifted to Elfridge. She's been in an awful accident. Um, We don't know if she's going to make it. She was trapped under a garbage truck. And I'm just listening to this going, is this my life or someone else's life? Honestly, like it felt so surreal. Um, needless to say, you know, we all jumped in the car straight away. I think I made like record time down to the Alfred hospital. And, um, as oh, my typical Jilly Ma, like there she is lying there in her bed about to be wheeled into surgery. They know that her legs lost yeah. uh, because it was so severely crushed, but that, you know, and they're obviously checking for all sorts of brain injury, etc. But there she is face full of makeup. Oh, she would have looked so beautiful. Still had her hot pink lycra on. Yeah. Good yeah. On her. And as she's being wheeled away, because I literally got to see her for like five seconds as she was being wheeled in, she just yelled out, darling, I, all you need to know is that you are the light of my life. Makes me want to cry. And, um, and she said, and if I die, you must play angels, Robbie Williams. There is to be nothing else. And how does, that was how does angels shut. go? Oh, I'm not going to sing it for Come you. Come on, it's one oh, of your no. talents. I'm loving angels instead. See, she's through it. <laughs> I won't go. You are a great singer. That is, that is one <laughs> no, of your um, really good talents. Julie Ma loves Robbie Williams. Oh my like, god! Oh, they hilarious. would love each other. I well, reckon. I nearly organised for them to meet once. Was, oh. oh, nearly. It was so close because she was in a hot pink wheelchair and he flew into town. Oh my I got god. her almost front row tickets. And I'm like, I was doing everything in my power to be obnoxious in the front row to draw attention. So I could say, point to my mum. We just, yeah. Look, he looked at her, which was good. But I wanted him to get down and And pick her up and and pull her up onto the stage and embrace her and say, Julie Ma, dancing queen, you are amazing. Yeah, yeah. Didn't happen. Oh, sorry. Robbie. Oh, you're allowed to swear on this. Okay, good. I should have checked that. No, no, no. You're allowed to. Rather good with my profanities. Sorry. So, um, what gets. You up in the morning. 
Oh, the alarm. I'm not good in the morning. <laughs> I really don't like mornings and I'm not a morning person at all. You know that. Like, look at me in Morocco. I drag my butt and I'm so excited to be really? there. Yeah, I'm not. No, you're always first in the shower. Like yes. I just, I stay in that bed for as long as I can. But look, I'm either in the car at five in the morning because I live so far Yuck. away from m- most of the styling work that I do. And that's horrendous. Ugh. That's just, you know, no one wants to see me at that hour. I've got nothing nice to say about anyone then. So that's good because I'm yes. in the car for three hours by myself. Yeah. Um, and you don't even listen to podcasts no, or I'm, anything. I actually, it's it strange. Is... Oh, look, I, I um, am either silent, yeah. like as in just inside my own head, because I'll be going through something in there that... I might have to do, or it's the opposite. The music is pumped. Yeah, I love Chrissy, Sam, and Brownie. They're our radio people. Oh, like, okay. And I want to marry Sam Pang when Mr. Green leaves me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sam you Pang, feel... if you're listening, oh my god, I love you, Sam Pang. He's a lovely He's fellow. Lovely. Watch really out, like Mr. Him. Green. Yeah, no, you don't have to worry, Mr. Yeah. Green. Sam Pang won't have a clue. <laughs> um, but I either like crank up the music or listen to. I, I even love a bit of the '80s flashbacks, oh, as you know. Yes. Yeah, crank a bit of the tunes yeah. on. Get some ice house going. Yeah, yeah. Get yeah. myself all power. It up, might yeah. even give it a fancy if I'm really needing yeah, a bit yeah, of yeah. fancy, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, hit set enough. I'm fine. Once yeah. I'm with people, I'm back again. Yeah. I'm in my element. It's just getting out of that bed. It's yeah, it's not my favorite thing. Yeah. And then how how do you relax? Because you seem like you're so up all the time. Yeah, I don't even know if I do relax yeah. actually. And it's not like what you see is what you get. This yes. is how I. Oh, am. I know. I yeah, know. I know. It's <laughs> not like oh, I know. <laughs> You know, because we've had bloody so many concentrated days together 24-7. Yeah, so look, I mean, I'm unfortunately wired to be just a really energetic, busy person. When I go down, I go down in a heap though. So like maybe twice a year I'll go down in a heap and need to be in bed for two days. But then it's back again. Like the the, the batteries charge, man. I'm off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I feel like you've gone through all these different, you know, your business has evolved so much. Mm. And I know you're not a forward planner. No. But what do you see then in the short-term future for Julia and Greenhouse Interiors? Mm. Okay. Lots of exciting things are happening, which is awesome. Yeah. There's one really exciting project that I'm actually under, like, contractor that I can't talk about. Oh, like, no, that's so bloody annoying. So I want annoying. to spill the beans. You'll be the first to hear about it when it happens. It's really exciting. Um, but apart from that, look, uh, obviously I just launched a Moroccan range, which yes, you know about because you helped me. You were my mentor and helped me choose things when we were over there together. It's so um, funny. I know. That's just so funny. We oh, had lots you of fun were doing it. Yeah, we did. But you were amazing. You were like, now, did you write that down? Did you make those notes? I'm like, no. Well, how are you going to remember that when you get home? So I thought of you <laughs> like as to I was be trying Mr. to. Mr. Green. I know. Well, lucky I've got you and Mr. Green on my side. So yeah, Moroccan launch was awesome. So I think I'll keep that up because I love the idea. My business is really premised on special one-off pieces. Yeah. And like, that's why I've always really loved promoting artists because I think, you know, getting something original that's special is gorgeous. I understand that not everybody can afford that or want that. So, you know, but most of what we do is uh, is curated and and in small quantities yeah so yeah. we're limited with what we what we put out so i'd like to just keep that ethos going but yeah we've got plans of expansion into other areas 
Um, I've got a massive shoot booked next week in Byron for two days oh, in. Fun, um, nice. Yeah, it's going to be in the um, the Three Birds latest house, oh, which is a Mediterranean yes. farmhouse. It's tucked into the hinterland yes. and it's really special. So it'll be the first shoot where I've got my own product that I'm the client. So I'll be, as opposed to styling oh, it, I'll yeah. be actually directing what is happening. So that will be a really weird situation for me. But um, apart from that, I, I'm still as just. I'm just as committed to uh, supporting all the artists that I have and, you know, obviously finding a few newbies if they turn up. Um, so it's just a nice mix of, of a little bit of my own and a little bit of theirs. It just felt time after 10 years to sort of give my audience something that's mine as well as just supporting others. So, yeah, it's timing in life, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. So that's that. Uh, and... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I wish I could tell you the secret squirrel one. I can't. Give me a hint. I know, I you can whisper it to me later. I'll be in so much trouble if I'll I I'll give do. you another champagne and <laughs> spill the beans. <laughs> I'll whisper it to you in bed in Morocco. Yeah, there you go. sweet. Yeah. Oh, how lovely. <laughs> Looking forward to that. So are you ready for the jumbled mixed bag? Oh, my God, I so am. Hit me. What? It's not scary. Oh, okay, good. What's your dream holiday destination? And can you take me? Interesting. This sounds really cheesy and cliched, but I like our Moroccan trips. I just love them. Yeah. I absolutely love it, and I love the fact that the last one we did together, we snuck in a little Ibiza. Oh, so that was like good. a life highlight for me. Yeah. I know it was for you too, yeah. but like those three days that we had there were up in my like top five ever moments of oh, life. Yeah, I yeah. Know. I really treasure it. Like I feel very lucky to have and to have shared it with you. So oh. I just I'll never forget any of it. It's so etched in my head. So I feel like when we go to Morocco, it's so special because it feels like a home now to me. Yeah. And I'm so surrounded by all that colour that feels natural. Like, I don't understand why we don't live more like that, you know. I know. But so going there feels really good to me. So I'm just so happy to be going back there with you and sneak in just a little bit of something exciting on the side so that we keep our... Our We're off to Menorca full. next. I next know. Watch out, June. Menorca. I know. Exciting. Yeah, I'm really excited. What is the biggest mistake that you'd see in people's homes? Oh, I think scale, which is interesting, isn't it? It's not st- their style because everyone's style um, should be celebrated because people know what they like. Mm-hmm. And even if they don't, that's okay. But a house is a reflection of the person that lives there. Yeah. So, And I'm down with that. I think that's awesome. And I don't try and change that in anyone's home. But the, the bit that undoes people a little bit is just like getting the scale of like a rug or an artwork. Yes, yeah, small. Proportionate to the space. Yeah. So sometimes you walk in and you think, oh, you just missed the boat. Like, you know, the curtains that aren't quite hitting the floor. It's like, oh, that looks like you're waiting for the floods or you ran out of money. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, and you know, it's not that. You know, it's just like it wasn't measured properly. But so, and you know, the artwork that's like just giant on the tiniest wall possible that just like towers over everything and you can't even breathe, you know, just sometimes rugs. Rugs are my bugbear. Everyone seems to find that tricky. So, yeah, it's scale in one word. Getting the scale right is is can be a science. You've got to really do your homework and measure things up first. Go on. And what would be your tip to people in selecting an artwork? I just love it. Connect with it. You know that, Pip, because you're the queen of this. You yeah. do it better than anyone. You Like your store, when you walk in, I watch people in your store and they it's like a magnet. They gravitate to something. They stand there and stare at it and all of a sudden I know you're going to have to have that because you... 
you want it. You're attracted to that. It's got you. It's got you in. Mm. That's that's all good artwork is. It's what it makes you feel. Like yeah. who's to say that just because it's it doesn't matter who did it, who made it, who painted it. If you love it, you should have it. That's yeah, all. So agree. simple. Why, that's why my do people favorite, make it so complex? My favorite part of the business is buying art. You get a real so buzz from it. it. Yeah, you and do. And you never know. Like I was fine with an artwork. You never. You couldn't pinpoint why you loved a particular artwork. You yes. just love it. Something about it. Yeah, it's there's always something about it that draws you in, and yeah, I think you're 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 very intuitive. Like with your buying, because I've been on the other side of that. I love it when I send you an image, and within seconds, it's yes or no. You know straight away. <laughs> it's usually a swear word if it's a yes. No, you're pretty yeah. polite on the text yeah. messages. You no, know, like you're a not, good, you're not so polite. No, in it's a happy a happy swear word. <laughs> But yeah, oh, that's true yeah. too. You did do a little bit of that. But yeah, you're you're really in tune with it. So I want more people to be like you. I want them to just look at something and go, I just love that. Mm. You say, I effing love that. I know. Yeah. And that's, if people could say that, then that's the answer. Yeah. That's it. If you can afford it, you should have it. That's all. Agree. Yeah. Agree. Yep. Anyway, Julia Green, it's been a total pleasure chit-chatting with you. So thank you and we'll see you soon. Can't wait to see you, Pip. You're Cheers. always my favourite person to hang out with. Always. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much for listening and sharing a glass of bubbles with us. Please subscribe if you want to hear more and share it with all your kick-ass businesswomen friends. So until next time, stay fabulous.